it's time to get serious about your relationship with Jesus Christ. He's not your buddy, an equal, He's your King and Lord, He's your authority. We need to take our flesh off life support. We are dead and we have been buried if indeed we really are saved and born again. No more comfortable Christianity. No more cruising with our faith and devotion and commitment. He is worthy of much more than that. The word good is subjective. It means one thing to the world and something else to the believer. When the world says a song is good, they are probably referring to the bee. They don't seem to listen to the words or just don't care. They haven't been washed in his blood and haven't been given white linens to wear. We can't call a song good when it has any ungodly element in it. Likewise, when we see a movie the world calls good because it appeals to the senses, melodic soundtrack, stunning graphics, compelling storyline, attractive actors, etc., we can't call it good by ignoring, overlooking, justifying or rationalizing the F-bombs, other cuss words, misusing, to put it mildly, the Lord's holy name, the provocative dress of the actresses, over-the-top violence, disrespect towards authority, hyper-casuality of sex, intrusive inclusion and acceptance of all things LGBTQ, lack of morality, drinking, drug use, and all sorts of other things. Even if a movie or a song is acceptable in all other areas, but uses OMG or some other adaptation of our Savior's holy name, then the whole song or movie or game or TV show is unacceptable. Remember, our scriptures tell us if we have broken the law in only one area, we are just as guilty as if we have broken it all. Are we lukewarm like the church in Laodicea and they got spit out? Shame on us as committed followers and devoted disciples if we are in this category. Shame on our pastors if they are not preaching on, fostering, and leading by example in this regard. Admonitions, exhortations and rebukes are in order. I was once recommended by someone to go see a very good movie. Near the end of the movie, they took the holy name of our Lord Jesus the name above all names in vain. This lone act ruined the rest of the movie, whatever merit or entertainment value it may have had otherwise. This was not a good movie and should not have been recommended to me and others. More recently, another Christian spoke of a movie that was really good. When I looked it up on Focus on the family's excellent website Unplugged Movie Reviews, I was shocked more than expected to find out it used the F word three times, the S word a few times, contained several uses of both DN and HL and slandered the name of our exalted Savior not once, not twice, but three times. How did this warrant the description really good in his mind in the moment, let alone in the hours and days afterward, when he had time to recall and think about what he had seen and heard? Not to be condemning at all, but this is simply unacceptable and should be a spiritual red flag for our souls. We should ask the Lord God for the grace and self-control, and hunger and thirst for righteousness, to stop movies altogether, to do away with our cable, to unsubscribe from Netflix and put away our CD collection if there is anything secular and ungodly in it. He will do it. He is faithful. He did it for me and He wants to do it for you. This is a must, not an I'll think about it. Are we vessels for honorable use or dishonorable use? And we can't always depend on other Christian brothers and sisters, although they are endeavoring to serve the Lord and the family of God with their ministries. Case in point is Pureflix. I support them in their work. We had a subscription with them after we got rid of our cable a couple of years ago. They were an acceptable venue for more godly entertainment and even food for the soul. I like and respect David A. R. White and his ministry, and it should continue. But after watching many films, we turned to what was supposed to be an older and wholesome TV show. Now I'm sure they didn't make or think they needed to take the time to pour over each of these episodes for QC, but they should have. We watched the first episode. No problem. Second episode, no real problem. Third episode, a young man and what turned out to be a not-so-obvious prostitute in a seductress are shown in bed together, after obviously having had sex. 
This was a black and white, or colorized version, so it was from the 50s. It was a show I hadn't seen or heard of before, but it was comparable to what we might think of when we call to mind Andy Griffith. And, by that, I mean it is older and from a time when we don't expect or remember that sort of thing. After this, we were disappointed and tried to contact them through their website to lovingly let them know this had slipped through the cracks, none of us is perfect, so they could pull it from their selection. We never received a response. I don't think they intentionally blew us off, but I do hope they heeded our brotherly and proper admonition. After all, they do call themselves pure flicks, and this wasn't living up to that name. I also admire Kevin Sorbo and enjoy the Christian films he has been a part of. There are several I could name that I have seen, approve of and even have on DVD. Several months ago, I was googling to see if any new Christian films were coming out that my wife and I could go see and support. I came across a trailer for Let There Be Light. I watched the short trailer and was literally taken back when I saw a scene with an actress whose dress revealed so much of her upper half that Hollywood might have blushed. I sure wasn't expecting that. Later, I couldn't help but think why that scene didn't obviously end up on the cutting room floor. From the screenplay to the wardrobe selection to the sewing of the wardrobe to the dress rehearsal to the actual filming to post-production, it is alarming and disheartening to think that, with all these opportunities along the way, no one ever thought or said or made the decision, this definitely does not belong in this project, and has no place in what is supposed to be a God-honoring and consecrated venture. Now, I later saw where a new and different trailer was put forth without that scene in it, and that's definitely a good thing. But at this stage of the game, it is difficult to imagine that the final product had a chance to be appropriately altered before the soon released to theaters, nor do I think they took the time and extra expense to get rid of it before the DVD release. So we won't buy that. It is things like this that we all have, to some degree in our lives but we can't tolerate them anymore. As the Holy Spirit reminded and re-educated me on a while back, we have not only died with Christ, Galatians 2.20, but we have been buried with Him, Colossians 2.12, and the old things have gone, the new has come and we are new creatures in Him, 2 Corinthians 5:15-17. We are a royal priesthood. We are a holy nation. We are a chosen people. We are supposed to be different and we are called out. We are supposed to be a city on a hill. We are not sitting under a bushel basket. His light has been placed in us and we are not to snuff it out or to diminish it in any way. We are not to intermarry as Deuteronomy 7 and Ezra 9 and 10 exclaim. We are not to take on the characteristics of the world around us. We, the holy race, are not to mix ourselves with the peoples of the surrounding lands. We are to be holy as He is holy. This is a high calling and a real challenge in today's world. But it is a command, not a suggestion. And a good one. Now, let us all with one heart and one mind in Christ Jesus, make a vow as one people who are called by His holy name, who have been ransomed, been redeemed, been thoroughly cleansed under the fountain of His blood, been given white robes to wear, been given hearts of flesh in place of our hearts of stone and who have received His righteousness to put away altogether these ungodly, worldly, demonic idols, habits and strongholds once and for all by His power, grace and authority. In Jesus' name. Amen.